0: okay hi right, guys welcome back to another episode of asymmetry i am here with joyce and
1: jeffrey fang
2: <laughs> um, we- uh,
1: <laughs> jeffrey tell us tell us a little bit about yourself all right so you know i'm just kind of the run-of-the-mill product of uh, middle-class immigrant parents uh currently and living in Naperville, illinois but in a week exact and eh, not not exactly a week minus one day I'm going off to college at University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. And so, yeah, I guess interest-wise, I'm really into music. That's kind of my main thing. Play a couple of instruments and I uh, produce music as well. Um, and then I also, other interests, I like basketball, I guess, uh, really into clothing and all things in that aspect. Um, I just like being creative, I guess, I just try to, um, be creative in whatever way I can, and yeah, I just enjoy talking to people and getting to know them, I guess.
2: Cool. Um, do you want to talk more about your music? Like, have you ever tried releasing it?
1: You know what? No, because it's it's always been kind of like a barrier that I've kind of had with myself is that um, I always kind of set this high expectation for what I want my music to be, like some kind of concept or... Um, like an idea that's like in my head and i want to fully flesh it out before i i release it but so far i've not found the um ability yet to be able to fully flesh out an idea like tangibly like i can have the ideas in my head they can be like little tiny baby ideas but actually translating them into something that i'm like happy to release and put out and communicate with other people has not happened yet and i've been really pushing for it this summer but i've got i've had a couple of setbacks and yeah i just haven't really been able to do it yet
0: how are you uh, producing it? Are you using, like, a computer yeah, or Yeah,
1: so I'm on a computer. Um, like, that's the workstation, but I've got a couple instruments in my room. I have a guitar and a bass as well as a piano and a microphone for whatever singing I need um, to do or, you know, have other people come in and do. So, uh, yeah, I mostly produce my own stuff. So um, that means, like, playing guitar or bass or, you know writing whatever needs to be written all over it. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it goes.
0: That's dope. What are you going to college for?
1: I'm going to college for information science, which has nothing to do with my (laughs) actual media interests. Like, yeah, computer science was definitely something I was into before, Um, like when I was younger. Um, And it's still something that I'm kind of interested in, but um, I would most definitely rather be pursuing a career in music, but just due to, like, family pressure and um, like safety of like career options in the future. Uh, information science is just kind of like what ended up happening. Um, it's like a really safe major because it, it involves like data, um, which is really valuable for like every company in every industry. So really wherever I go, whatever I do, I'll have some kind of job to go to.
2: Cool. So do you think information science, like could you, could that be applied to the music industry?
1: Yeah, for sure, but like <laughs> not in a way where I really want to be involved in the music industry. Like, information science for sure can be like helpful when it comes to like record label analytics. But um to be honest, I'd rather stay as far away from the whole kind of record label um like ordeal as possible because usually um they're kind of fucking terrible and they just treat the artists like shit. They're all about making money. Uh like it's crazy, some crazy huge number um, of money that the like the music industry made this year, and artists only made like twelve percent of it, so um, yeah I'd rather not work in the music industry when it comes to information science related jobs
2: okay, okay I mean okay, so going back to what you said like I think a few minutes ago, you said that um do you, like because of pressure from your parents, you're not pursuing like music or like
1: um, well they wouldn't be unsupportive it would just be like. It'd be a lot because if you think about it, or not if you think about it, but uh my sister, she's a writer. Um, she was like a really talented writer. Um and a lot of times like I don't mean to be all braggy about it, but um whenever I go into like a new English class in high school, the teachers always ask if I'm you know, Dana's brother and the answer is yeah. And they're always like, Wow, she's such a good writer I'm like, Bro, what? Like <laughs> it's been ten years. You still remember her like that? But um yeah so she's a really good writer she went to school for creative writing and she got like a lot of money and you know a lot of um opportunities off of that but um and right now she's getting her uh, master or doctor's degree actually in university of buffalo to be a teacher but like my parents like my dad's cool with it but my mom she says things like oh like i can't really be proud of you because i'm just too worried about how much money you're not going to make and so um when it comes to like Um, like, jobs and kind of, like, (coughs) life goals, my parents kind of value stability and um, reliability over, like, passion and interest, so... And it's understandable because their entire life has been leading up to um, the point where they can provide for their kids... Um, And to do that, they've had to rely on jobs that have been reliable and stable. And so it makes sense for them to want me to rely on the same thing, because that's what's familiar to them. But for me, someone who's grown up in a completely different environment, who's grown up with the luxury of being in a privileged white area, or white isn't important, but privileged area, um, and, you know, have the luxury of just being able to have them support me financially through all my interests. Like, it's a completely different view on, you know, what I should be striving for with my time here on Earth.
0: Got you. You uh a whole nother topic. Are you a fan of Kanye?
1: Yeah, I love Kanye. Um, I used to be a huge fan. I haven't been listening to his music as much, but he'll always hold a place in my heart, and I love his music. So, yeah. I Are you excited him. for the new album? I'm very excited for the new album, to be honest with you, dude. Like, this uh first listening party i was like "eh, it's kind of iffy but the second one was really good i went back and watched it uh later after it actually happened but i'm very excited for the album i think some of the songs sound really good some of them sound kind of okay but overall it'll be a good album for sure yeah Mm -hmm. i've been
0: listening to the i guess unreleased version of it yeah yeah and i think there's a few really good ones Uh and the rest are terrible in my opinion. I don't know if there's...
1: I, I don't know if it's, it's terrible, but, like, it's definitely, like, subpar f- as to what I'd expect. Because yeah. even, like, the filler tracks on some of his... on his albums, like, all the great albums, like, even the filler tracks are memorable. You know, there's, like, mm-hmm. on his best work, there's no just, like, meh. It's all just, damn, It's that's good.
0: No, I guess you're right. It's, like,
1: subpar for Kanye. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree.
2: I mean, um, besides for Kanye, who else do you really listen to?
1: Uh, <laughs> Right now... I'm going to pull out my phone for this because I can't, like, call into it in my head immediately. I've been listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, actually. Ooh. Uh, because I used to hate on Fleetwood Mac. My friend Chris would always play Fleetwood Mac. I'd be like, man, stop playing this lame stuff. But it's not lame, actually. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to Grimes because Grimes. I was like, yo, who is this chick dating Elon Musk? <laughs> and so I was listening to her music, and I'm like, this is pretty actually awesome. And Wait, actually.
0: Grimes
1: is dating Elon she Musk. She had a baby yeah, with Elon she Musk. She had a kid with Elon Musk. I don't know who Grimes is. <laughs> she's a, yeah, she's an artist. But That's I actually, cool. surprise, I've actually been listening to Grimes for a long time. <laughs> God, this is so. Because I I like found her on Pandora Radio in like 2013. Pandora. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I would just like I would just go on Pandora and just like listen to all types of music that was like randomly recommended. Mm-hmm. And my and I was like, with my sister, and I was like, who is this? She's awesome. And then my sister was like, oh, this is Grimes. And so. Yeah, I listen to some of her music. It's I pretty mean, good. what
2: genre is she? I haven't listened to her music before.
1: Honestly, it's like alternative pop music. Um, okay. She can't really be boxing, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been listening to Injury Reserve, <coughs> who's kind of a more of an underground um, trio of rappers and a producer. Uh, one of their members actually died pretty recently, and so their newest oh. album that's coming out is going to be a, uh, about that, and that's going to be pretty, pretty sad. But I'm excited to see where they take it because... The newest single that released today was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh I've also been listening to Pink Panthers. That girl from TikTok. I think she's super cool, super raw. I think that the way that she's taking her music, she's fusing it with a bunch of genres like she's a really like R&B kind of smooth voice. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, singing over drum and bass and like kind of electronic music and so I think her fusing that is like crazy cool. Uh, with what she's doing and plus she's coming off straight off of TikTok which is just kind of a testament to the power of the internet and this kind of whole new wave of uh, artists just coming off straight off of that.
0: That's cool you you and Joyce were kind of talking before we started recording about like style and fashion are you really into that?
1: Well yeah I mean I would say that like from a visual point of view I'm not really the most stylish person Mm -hmm. Um, it's because I don't really like have that much time and i don't have very much money either so i can't really you know buy pieces that i want to and also like uh i don't really look that great in clothing at least personally so i feel like you know i could there's definitely areas to improve but when it comes to style yeah i feel like i at least i follow it a lot you know um even more than just like oh that looks cool i try to you know stay in touch with like specific brands um like fashion brands uh specifically like their runway shows and like the ethos and um design concepts behind um the actual like idea of what they're trying to create um like for example like this is brand celine for a while the head like the main guy was uh eddie so and he his like aesthetic was like this kind of really cool like rock star kind of uh like he had his own kind of take on like a rock star aesthetic and i thought that that was really cool uh, how he did that. So, yeah, I just had to throw that in there to make sure that anyone <laughs> listening knew I was not a phony or anything a like phony. that, you know? Yeah. Gotta prove my worth. I was,
0: I was gonna ask you a question. <laughs> what, what what designer, like, do you have a favorite designer, favorite brand, favorite, like, style? Uh,
1: well, I guess, like, when it comes to style, um, my favorite type of style would just be, um, at least that I would like to wear, would just be mostly just, like, vintage clothing, but specifically from like the areas of like the 70s and 80s because um, I think it has a really distinct look. It's unique um, just because the clothes look different because they're cut differently because it's from a different time period. Um, and I just feel like the style back then was, um, I mean, I like it more. I'm not saying it's better or worse than what's popular now. Um, but uh, when it comes to designers, favorite designer is probably Junior Watanabe. Uh, who worked for Comme des Garcons, uh, or maybe uh, Takashi Miyashita, who was the guy who created Number 9 in The Soloist. Uh, but yeah, those are two really cool designers from Japan that I think are, fuck- are doing really great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool! Yeah. Uh,
0: a little bit about myself because uh. this is our second episode so the listeners don't know much about me. I resell shoes. I'm super into the shoe thing. Oh, sweet. So... Uh, I don't know anything about clothes or, like, Gucci, Versace, none of that. (laughs) I don't know anything about that. Only Jordan and Yeezy. Mm -hmm. Either way, um, just want to say that I enjoy selling shoes. But do you know much
1: about that? Yeah, I actually used to always want to get into selling shoes. Um, Like, back in, like, freshman year and eighth grade, I kind of had this phase where I wanted to be a reseller so bad. And that was when, like, coincidentally, the Off-White 10-Pack was dropping with Nike. And so I'd always try to get, like, the – like, I remember a big one I tried, like – camping online for was like the vapor maxes when those dropped oh, yeah. i never got any i like barely had I just scrapped together whatever money i could i mean like i have like barely enough money to maybe get the release off the like the sneakers app or something but i never um actually was able to get anything started so yeah i would love to uh you know like get into reselling if not sneakers clothing because a great way to get pieces for clothing to wear is reselling actually exactly. so you know like if I'm trying to get um, like you know nice pieces like archive pieces um, you know reselling would be a great way to get into it because um, like clothes I guess shoes is different because they kind of depreciate value if you wear them
2: yeah. but
1: like clothes like like are pieces from like 2004 that are worth like a thousand dollars more now and they've been mm-hmm. worn how long have you been in the shoes?
0: So, I've been in the shoes for, like, since the beginning of the summer. Oh, okay. Wait. I've been in them summer all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what you were saying about it's a good way to get the clothes and start getting them so you don't wear them. Because uh. I got a pair of, you know what concords are? Yeah. I love concords. Yeah. I got a pair of those. That I'm staying for a first day of school. Oh, nice. And I got <laughs> such a, like, a, such a good deal on them where I was, like, I can wear them for the first day of school and then sell them and still make profit. Gotcha. You got to stay so, fresh for the
1: first day of school, man. What's up? You got to stay fresh for the first day of exactly. school. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, wait. Um do you do you think that the i mean the culture with reselling as far as i know now is kind of like a toxic culture where it's a lot of botting a lot of charging high prices um and so do you think that like people who really are into shoes they should be wearing their shoes or they should be letting them sit well
0: i let's talk about the toxic industry first okay so basically the market for shoes is like crashing right now yeah for sure it's really bad yeah um It's like, it's a problem for me. It's a problem for all the resellers. Yeah. Everybody's buying. I mean, the only way I, I was on confirmed and I was on Nike sneakers for a while. I got two pairs in Uh like two months. So I just stopped using those. And now I just go on like offer our Facebook marketplace Ah, to get my shoes. I usually can get good deals on used shoes and flip them, clean them up. Mm -hmm. But uh, as terms of, wait, what was your last? Wait, what? (laughs) You were saying something. I talked about the toxic Oh, make. if you like, should
1: uh, wear your shoes or keep them on Oh, the if you
0: should wear them or keep them? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's completely up to the consumer. Like, they bought the shoe. They can choose what I they I guess want that's fair, them. yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> like, one of the, the one examples of where it gets kind of weird for the resellers is there's a pair of shoes that, came, that Nike created just a little while ago. They're meant for disabled people.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know about yeah. those?
0: And, like um botters they got botted when they yeah like you know the why the i did see something about that wave released and now they're like reselling which is just it's almost kind of weird, but at the same time, they were. It was like a limited release, so they're gonna be mass produced later. Yeah. But still, that's where like the issues are rising. Right, right for now. sure.
1: When it's like specifically targeted towards people who need these types of shoes. Yeah. And people are just buying them because it's like I can get a quick buck off of this. Exactly. I agree with you there. I mean, it's also interesting that you said the market is crashing because not only with the resellers it's crashing, but also like. Sorry, I'm kind of sick out of cold. Um, but with uh. <laughs> With like in the fashion communities, I guess that sounds kind of weird to say, but in the fashion community, like people are kind of moving away from sneakers now. Um, A lot of people are getting into like, like I guess like adult shoes. Like people are wearing like loafers a lot, like combat boots. It's getting like really big. So I guarantee you're gonna start seeing people wearing those around first day of school or something, you know, getting fitted, not with sneakers, but with like, I guess shoes that are more, tailored towards the actual look instead Versace of Versace
0: loafers stuff like that. I don't
1: know about Versace. Maybe mm-hmm. like Dr. Lee
0: wearing something. I don't right know, bro. Not- I'm
1: not a huge fan of I'm not a fan of like designer brands that kind of throw the logo in your face.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like it's kind of just um tag-y. I mean at the yeah it's taggy. At the point you're just flexing the logo, it's like mm-hmm. I have this money. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about reps? Um I actually
0: So I've actually never bought a pair of reps. I've Uh never been in that situation, fortunately. Yeah. But uh, I think reps are fine as long as if you're if you're trying to sell them, you clearly state they're reps and you put them at a price for reps. You don't put them as a price for like normal shoes, right? right. Um, Because I mean, I guess if you can't afford them, technically, I guess go ahead get your reps. Mm -hmm. But the I mean the problem is people are trying to scam people. With, yeah, I would agree. That's with, the same thing. With um, I'd agree with that. Cause, I mean, like I said, I do all my meetups in person and stuff, so I can check the shoes before I buy them. Uh-huh. I don't like ship or anything. <laughs> but, uh, I I have a friend who got scammed like oh, about real? a month ago for a fake pair that was it was a really <clears> good <throat> fake. Um, but it's just like he paid four hundred dollars for a fake, which is worth man. Like, 80, what 80 shoes were they? They were um. The UNC's, the joint ones. Oh, for real? Yeah. <coughs> no, 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 the MOCAs. Because they got a... Uh, because he actually has a pair of Travis Ones. So oh, for real? Okay. Yeah, he got those recently. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah.
2: Okay, so... Okay, I'm not, like, really into shoes, but reps means, like, fake shoes, Yeah, right? fake shoes, Okay, oh, yes. So, I was, like, watching this TikTok about, um... Like, these pair of fakes, but, like, literally everything about them was, like... Like, it was like a hundred percent like the same thing as like the real (coughs) shoes like they're comparing and like you know all those all those little ways you can check to see if they're real yeah like everything lined up so i guess my question is like like and a lot of people in the comments were saying like oh like at that point just buy the fake ones because like they're using the same raw materials as like um the real ones and like at that point like i mean i feel like i feel like I would just buy, like, the fake ones because they're, cheaper and, like, they're being made in the same factories anyway. But, like, what do you guys think about that?
1: Well, I I mean, I guess, like, those are kind of, those are called unauthorized authentics. Um, And I feel like, to be honest, I think that for the most part, I mean, it's really, I mean, like Garrett said earlier, it's really up to the consumer. Like, um, some people kind of pride themselves in investing in a brand that they really identify with and enjoy. Um, Personally, like, um especially for shoes that are like kind of ugly and just kind of have the brand name like the dior jordan ones like people buy those like reps and they flex them like they're real and they're like look at how much money i have these are you know like 10k dollar 10k shoes um and i'm better than you i mean if you're buying reps just to do that like come on man you can do better than that um you know um but i feel like if people are buying reps because they can't afford the shoe and it's a genuinely cool shoe that speaks to them on a personal level, then I think that you should buy the reps. But also, then you you know raise a question, um, like the thing with like the ethics of reps is that, um, yeah, Nike kind of abuses their power um, mm-hmm. and factories in China. But also, um, like, is buying reps ultimately more sustainable or less sustainable? Um, than buying straight from Nike you know there's a lot of interesting questions that are raised Mm -hmm. when you buy reps Um, I think when it comes to Nike specifically it's not that big of a deal because Nike is not a very sustainable company Mm -hmm. but you know if you're buying like reps of like shoes or clothes that are supposed to be made sustainably and they're made in China um, in using like you know low-grade materials or even high-grade materials just produced on a you know, in a weird way, then, um, you're kind of taken away from the actual point of buying from a brand.
2: Right. I mean, so what are your, so I think, like, basically, um, (coughs) what's been on my mind recently with, like, a bunch of, like, issues regarding, like, climate change and just, like, mass, um, production and consumption, like, what do you, how do you feel about, like, all these people buying clothes from companies like Shein or, like, companies that, like...
0: I want to talk about Shein. yeah, Yeah, Shein,
2: right? Like, fast fashion, it's just like detrimental to the environment yeah for sure like fast okay. trend
0: cycles yeah I, I okay so I, I actually have a story about this because I was recently with my ex, I, I never heard about Sheen until a few months ago mm-hmm. um when, when my cousin <laughs> told me she got like she showed me all the clothes she got and she got it for like 30 bucks mm-hmm. and it was like a stupid amount of clothes and they looked pretty good it was like I was like how is that possible? And she's like, "Oh, I got it from Sheen, It's outsourced right. from here." And but yada yada. I'm like, "That sounds super unethical." And yeah. Just kind of sure. Like weird, and I feel like, <laughs> like she's not financially incapable of getting mm-hmm. actual. Um, I don't know how to say it, but like, like sustainable, clothes. sustainable yeah. clothing. Like she can. Like that's not the problem. It's just, I don't know. I I now, but now I'm seeing Shein all over, like TikTok. Yeah, and yeah me I feel too. Is like taking over. <laughs> the no, thing
1: yeah. with Shein is that, like, number one, when it comes to, like, fashion, I feel like the best type of fashion is one that, like, highlights your personality. Mm-hmm. And, like, come on, I feel like you're too unique to be wearing, you know, what someone could be walking down the street next to you and wearing. You know, imagine you buy a cute top from Brandy Melville, and then you see someone across the street yeah. wearing the exact same <laughs> uh, lace blue crop top, and it's like, right. bruh, what the heck. Yeah. Um, but uh, with she and I guess it's like, yeah, it, it's it's not really, like, I guess unique to what you are as a person. But also, like, it's, yeah, like you said, horribly, um like, awful for the environment. Um, and honestly, like, it's not even that much money more to, like, invest in, like, vintage yeah. clothes. Like, dude, literally you can just, like, buy vintage clothes mm-hmm. or use clothes from, like, Depop or Grail or no, something. I have a lot, like, I think I have
2: a lot to say about that because, <coughs> like, I feel like... It's, like, all about investing. I feel like a lot of people our age, like, they fall into the traps of, like, really fast trends arising and, like, <laughs> going away and stuff like well, sure, that. Yeah. And they, like, buy all these clothes from Shein because, like, they want to, like, keep up with the trends. But um, it's just, like, it's so much more worth your money to, like, buy, a high-quality right. piece from Right, Hi- high-quality yeah. clothes that
1: speak to you that yeah. you know you'll continue to wear.
2: Yeah, and you're going to end up spending more money in the long run anyway if you keep buying from Shein and, like... Buying all these, like, clothing, or all these, like, clothing
1: pieces that you'll only, like, use, like, once or Exactly, once. you know? Like, once you, like, for example, for guys, a really popular trend, like, three, four years ago was, like, um, I don't know if you remember, like, the sk- super skinny biker jeans that were stacked. Mm-hmm. Like, the what? fear of God, Jerry Lorenzo oh, type yeah. of look. With the zipper denim. And, like, these shirts that were, like, super long for, like, no reason. Oh. Like, they would, like, go down here. And, like, I remember, like, seeing kids, like, freshman year... Like this kid he'd always come through and i'm like dang that guy is fresh like i'm trying to dress like him and then literally like three months later i looked at it i'm like why did i want to dress like that like you look stupid you're wearing like the t-shirt's going down to your knees and it's not like tasteful at all so (laughs) um yeah if you're investing in pieces that are like timeless and um high quality uh then you kind of like avoid the trap that she kind of sets out for you i mean you look at the trip like the um, clothes on Shein, it's all super trendy like right now. What's trendy is like the kind of the fake vintage like rapper um, mm-hmm. Like vintage rapper tees like, you know, you'll see like oh, on yeah, Shein yeah. you will be like ah, Tupac, you know, yeah, and all that type of stuff like that's yeah. not saying that stuff will go out of style But you can tell these companies really cater to what you know um, The youth is really momentarily focused on yeah. and it's just it really spurs on that kind of um, Trend of just mass consumption and if yeah. you're not into clothes, that's cool, bro. you don't have to be in a clothes but if you are, I'd advise you to, you know, spend time looking at vintage because with vintage, you're not impacting the environment as mm-hmm. much. I mean, with shipping and whatnot, maybe you are a little bit, but at least you're not, you know, contributing to the huge waste of materials and labor that, you know, a Shein or H&M might be, you know, doing. Yeah.
2: And I think it's all about, like, developing a style that's, like, um, I don't know, like, not, like like, trendy, but also timeless. Exactly. Timeless.
1: Like, it's important. That's,
2: like, super important. And I feel like all these, like, brands and companies, like, so many, like, more companies, like, um, care towards specifically teenagers have been popping up in the, like, recent decades. And, like, I feel like as more time passes, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, um, like, before it was more, like, like, teenagers kind of just, like, dressed like many adults, I guess. But now there's, like, <laughs> so many, like, specifically, like like, um, like, brands for, like, teenagers that are just, like, Yeah, I know what you to, mean, like, PacSun,
1: kind of. Yeah,
2: and it's, like, it's just, like, um, it's just, like, it's not timeless. Like, you're not gonna see, like, a 30-year-old buying something from, like, American Fable. For sure, Fable yeah, or, I like, agree whatnot. with you. I feel like it's just all, like, on onto, <coughs> like, capitalism and, like, just, like, people wanting to, like, profit, but, like, at the sake of, like, the environment and mass Yeah, absolutely, and, like,
1: I, I would and, agree with that. And I mean, like, when it comes to timeless pieces, like, what do you think about, like, jeans? Like, denim, obviously. Not even, like, skinny jeans. I would say, like, straight fit jeans are pretty mm-hmm. timeless. Like, everybody will have at least a couple pairs in their life. They're practical. They're comfortable. They're warm. Mm-hmm. That's timeless. Because it's, it's stylish, but it also applies to every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Another one, a t-shirt. Like, a plain, like, just crew neck t-shirt. That's timeless because... Um, you know again it's practical and it's you know you can wear it whenever it looks good like something like a hoodie you know it's Uh also really practical but you can style it really well Mm -hmm. a jean jacket as well kind of goes with the whole denim wave you know you can style it it's a little more like I guess style oriented than like a t-shirt or a hoodie Mm -hmm. but it's also still really practical I think that what really is interesting about fashion is that practicality really factors into what becomes fashionable like for example cargo pants you kind of see people wearing those a lot now right mm-hmm. like cargo pants are getting kind of popular but like from as a concept cargo pants are practicality focused they got yeah. these big ugly ass pockets on the side mm-hmm. and you just put like whatever like they're supposed to be for like construction workers you put like your nails in them or something yeah but now you got kids rocking them at aren't, school and like it's cool it's cool aren't like vests becoming a yeah have kind of been a like, thing pockets and yeah stuff? like utility vests and, yeah and they're kind of those are becoming popular too and it's because like practicality is cool, like, like blue collar aesthetic is cool, and that's always gonna be cool, I mm-hmm. guess, in my opinion.
2: Okay, I think we have to wrap up. Um, time's Sweet. almost up. So, any closing thoughts? Any conclusions?
1: Thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I really get yeah, enjoy to know of course. This you is great. a really great yeah, conversation. That's me. Yeah, that's me, YouTuber.
2: Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, Tune so- in for a better episode next week.
2: Yep. Jeff- always <laughs> improving
1: with
0: asymmetry. Adios. <laughs> I (laughs) gotta leave this in. (laughs)